Hello everyone, it's Friday night and it is weekender time once more. And on this week's show, we take a dip in the med as we visit the lovely island of Athalonica with our India of the Week. Then we take to the stars to check out the news about the League of Votan and search for a new home for our fleets in Homeworld from Modifius. We also have a great prize from store.ontabletop.com this week. If you want to be in a chance to win the Warhammer 40k kill team into the dark, then you need to be a subscriber to the channel. Pop a comment below. And if you do all the other FNARF FNAR stuff on social media, that would be awesome as well. Otherwise, sit back and relax and see whether or not I can stop from fanboying out over Free League's new Dragon Bane. Because your weekend starts here. Hello everyone, we're back again to irritate your happiness on a Friday evening. Of course. So you're going to have <laughs> a peaceful, peaceful transition into the weekend. No such luck. We're here again. And uh, I'm joined this week by the delightful, free, the delicious Ben, the delectable John. Oh. And uh, Deliration aside, what are you, Jared? The rather dogged. The dastardly, dastardly Jerry. Dastardly Jerry. Dastardly as well. Dogged or depressed, I think both work too. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, we've got a fairly jam-packed show to get through. We really well do. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's been a lot of news. There's been eye-catching this week with a lot of stuff going there on. There is. And X Company actually did it in a, in, a, in a state where I can actually talk about it for the weekend. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm going to go out and limb and say that was probably a mistake and they'll be back. Probably was. That. Yeah. We'll be back on an even keel next time. It'll come out just like two hours after we finish filming. More than likely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we shall kick things off without further ado uh, by pushing into the most important part, our Indie of the Week. Oh. And this week, the Indie of the Week is Athalonica Wargaming. Mm. Athalonica. So Ben aimed me at this one, although I was semi-aware of them already anyway. Yeah, he already had it somewhat in his sight. Yeah, yeah. Like most things in life, I'm always on the cusp of annoying people uh, <laughs> in India of the Week. Uh, this one has relatively big images, but for some unknown reason, they always crop whenever you embiggen them. So you, often you lose the top of people's heads. So you know, what, you, what you gain in the big images, you lose in the top of people's heads. Uh, I'm just going to say that now. Uh, but it is a company that does a range of 15 and 28 mil um, modern mm. miniatures. Yeah, uh, a couple of ranges, Warfighter and the Thin Blue Line or Blue Light range. Um, and these are for an alternative near future. Yes. However, <laughs> they all work perfectly well for they do, right yeah. here and yeah. now, uh, yeah, if right. you're not planning on actually using them in the uh, in the near futureness. And they've got a bit of a spectacular sale on at the moment. Spectacular. Sounds, we we arrived just in time. <laughs> just in time. By grab Thor's hammer, fill your boots, kids. Fill your boots. Um, so I think we'll we'll kick things off with the blue right blue light range. Um because I quite like this. This is again Athalonica, um, but could also be used for 
modern in and around uh, the cops UK. Cops and robbers. Cops yeah. and robbers, indeed. <laughs> and there's some spanking yeah. stuff. The vast majority of these are metal. Uh, they do have, you can occasionally buy the resin masters, but yeah. once the resin masters are sold, they're they're gone for good. I think there's only a couple in there at the moment. Um, but there is a, a deeply suspicious BMW. Um, <laughs> I'll just... Say it's that a for a start. Yeah. It's it's printable. It's one of these digital fake things. What like the kids do <laughs> with their music, television, and their drugs. Um, but it's it's quite good. You don't get uh, you don't get five printable files. It's uh, to save him. To save him. <laughs> but it's very good because you can. I was going to say model it. You can print it in one of two ways. So you can either print your uh, lovely Beamer people carrier. Chelsea tractor, whatever you want to call it, um, for your tabletop for civilians, or it has the blues and twos on top. If you want to give it the the lovely um, squares up and down the side, the the curding, and uh, and go nuts with it that way as well. So it's really nice in that respect. You can use that on a lot of different stuff as well. Certainly, that can go anywhere modern, not particularly tied to anything in particular. On the school run, on exactly. The school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the school run, going shopping. X five is there. Yeah, but apart from the STL, then the the rest of the the range is um, metal. We will bring up the gas man because he's quite cute. Um, <laughs> but we'll also have a look at some of the cops and robbers as well as your civilians. Um, as far as I remember, Athlonica is based out of London, which explains why this guy's in a West Ham kit. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to say the biker groove kids really let themselves go. <laughs> <laughs> Poor PJ and Duncan. Just your local homie, you know. <laughs> See, yeah. told you. Ah, now, the right. head is very clearly on that image in the little tiny square, <laughs> but when you regulate the image, it disappears and you can't move it. So that's not my fault. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, civilians are always good for any game for objectives and stuff. And especially if yeah, you're yeah. playing something tabletop based, um, it's it's interesting to have them for various uses. Hostages, they're always good for hostages. Oh, yeah. Hostages. <laughs> uh, well, there isn't. I'm just saying. Uh, the gas man. Is, uh, yeah. a charity figure uh so gas is the initials of the gentleman uh who passed away uh but you actually uh, a really nice thing that uh is on the website for all of them is you get a a ream of text a ream of text for <laughs> all of yeah. the miniatures um so you know what they're for where they fit in in the world exactly. and what you can do with them uh so it explains things like the uh the one two combo of carpet slippers and slacks uh, that apparently he enjoyed quite a lot. His uh, shears for all his gardening needs and his love of uh, World War II flamethrowers uh, for when you have to clear people off in a very pesky way. Oh. Also was a professor at, uh, I think, Yorkshire University. Despite That's how the RNLI get people off a pier. They that, use a flamethrower. <laughs> you know, it's easier than chasing them with a walrus. It's very difficult to get walruses to hop on the pier and then just charge down. Not impossible. Um, but they've done a couple of charity figures. They did one for Ukraine as well, um, yeah. which is, really is cool. very nice. So, I, And I just like this sort of – it was a, a request from Graham that he'd be sort of immortalized and the figure would be um, charitorized uh, and – Athlonica are sucking all the production costs on that one themselves. So if you buy it for a fiver, all five 
English pounds go straight to the RNLI. There's no sort of cutout so for production. It's not one of these 10% of the profits go to blah, blah, blah. It's it's all all and sundry there. So that's Very a really good. nice, really yeah. nice touch. Um, even if you were unaware of Graham in your little neck of the woods, having a, a professor with a mortarboard and a flamethrower. I mean, why would you not? <laughs> why would you not? No, absolutely. Taking it into his own hands. Yeah. Sure. Well, screams modern day dad's army. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that is a frightening thought. Have a look mm. at our bank robbers. Yeah, this is this was the stuff that really caught my attention because obviously, you know, you watch a bunch of shows on BBC and ITV and all mm. that kind of stuff where you've got lots of cops fighting each other and, mm. you know, <laughs> taking down robbers in banks and all that stuff <laughs> and someone being a grass. <laughs> <laughs> Are oh, you saying the Mitchells are involved in all bankruptcies? Oh, yes, I am. Potentially. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I just saw these and thought it was a really neat way of kind of uh, playing out something a little bit different. I thought, I don't know. mainly because a lot, I think a lot of the time you see stuff that's done for kind of like cops and robbers and mm. it's very American-based. Yeah. And I thought yeah. it was really nice to have a collection that was more like, no, no, this is like, bank robbers and cops and stuff in the UK kicking ass taking names. So yeah. I, I do like the bank robbers because they have the sort of tactical body armor that you would see in a computer game. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like two-man army or some style of thing with their masks and, and their tactical body armor and, and just needing to be offed. Yeah, skate, skating knee pads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you could see yeah. somebody from the bill having cobbled this together. With stuff that we found <laughs> in the production offices. You were a bank robber. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yes. Now go and face these fellows. Mm. Oh. This is the Athalonica Independence Front. We'll get to Athalonica in a little while. Yeah. Uh, but again, some more generic uh, modern fighters that could fit equally well into. Oh, no heads. Uh, could fit <laughs> equally well into any sort of pulp game that you want to play or indeed any uh, sort of yeah. modern insurgency and counterinsurgency game when i um, when i when i saw those i was thinking because you know a lot of the time you'll see the kind of high tier operatives will either will normally be in civilian dress yeah. with then their body arm and stuff yeah. Ca- yeah. on top and things so i thought those would be pretty good i mean admittedly the guy with the shotgun he probably works on the farms a little bit <laughs> probably Super not one of those high ranking uh <laughs> War fighters, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, recruit along the way. Yeah, or perhaps he's the veteran that the the main character goes to in the movie to remember yes. everything they've learned. Yes, yeah. very true. That is spot on. <laughs> the government's after me, boss. Type of thing. <laughs> government took my baby. <laughs> it's the sh- it's the shooter movie. You remember the shooter? Yes. Oh yeah, the shooter. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was like what was it? Um, that guy's that Gary's the guy in the grassy knoll was buried, you know, fifteen miles away. How do you know that? Still got the shovel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic! But again, uh, with blue light, you also have special forces, so SBS slash Delta, uh, the people who do all the uh, the real work, well, the SAS. Do all the photo opportunities. I think that's how that one breaks down. If that, if that, yeah, sure. Uh, pretty much. There, there was a, a long list of things attributed to the SAS that years later it came out was all been SBS operations. <laughs> oh. So, which was fine by them. Their, their, their motto is not by strength, but by guile. Yeah. 
or at least it was until about five years ago when they decided in this age of social media, they needed to be a bit more SAS proactive with their tweets and the like. So they changed the, their motto from not by strength, but by guile to strength and guile or something like that. They, they, cha- <laughs> they essentially changed their whole motto and premise of what the SBS was about. And I think they're worse for it. You're worse for it now. You're like a poor man's SAS now, SBS. That's what I'm saying. If you have any problems, then, you know. They already I, know where you live. Yeah, my, my address is uh, Games Workshop Belfast. So I love you. <laughs> I love that guy's got a taser. Is that a taser he's got as well? Yeah, just yeah. in case he needs taser. to subdue someone. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, you know, it's not always all about the murder, death, kill. It could it's not be always lethal. Extra, yeah. Extra no. yeah. Yeah. Get in and, and take your asset. Again, really nice sculpt. Really good detail on the sculpt. Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah. with the modern equipment on them as well. Should paint up an absolute treat. One of the nice things that they said about the range is that you can kind of sort of chop and change things a little bit. I think it's the Warfighter range in particular yeah. has actually got the like head options and stuff, which we'll see nice. maybe. But. Yeah, the Warfighter have head options. These tend to be um, sort of cast with the heads on, but yeah. because they're scaled the same, if you don't mind doing a bit of chopping and changing yourself, you can play uh, around then, with things, then those yeah. individual heads will go on. Uh, here's some of the French, apparently, coming at you, a bit ride patrol That guy's got a really big match. Yeah, it's a very big man. I, I imagine they're probably worried about firemen. I don't know if you've seen the French firefighter protests. Oh, right, yes. But, oh, it was particularly good. The um, oh, I love them. Great. Right. The, oh, wow. the French riot police came up to you know break their picket line, and a couple of firefighters in full uniform with masks on and all the rest uh, poured flammable liquid on themselves set themselves on fire and then charged the police oh lines. my god <laughs> punching away wow that's hardcore Ooh. that's you know they know they know how to do a protest <laughs> and you you can bet because they're firefighters they did a risk assessment <laughs> absolutely you've got yeah. 10 minutes of punching before we're gonna have to put you out 10 minutes <laughs> is enough my friend get the camera bear on I really like those ones in the grey. I think they look very, very cool. Um, if you want to play around with them, I think that's quite yeah. nice. Yeah. They're cute little things. Mm. Uh, but we also have some Israeli uh, Rescue Under Fire charity as well. Some your sort of SO19 chaps as well. It's mm. kind of cool. Yeah. And this is I've watched BBC television. I know what SO19 means. <laughs> and again, really nice modern fig- figures if you're planning on playing sort of Spec Ops or Ultra Modern or Delta One Zero or mm-hmm. any of those type of games. There's there's a lot of things that will fit into. Um, but then you can also run them in, in Athletica itself, which we'll probably have a look at before we dive into Warfighter. My, my only problem there is the guy that's kneeling Yes, to me, with the the coloration of the photo, looks like he's got a um, a BFA attachment on his rifle. That, that's what I was looking at. Yeah, you know the blank firing adapter yeah. or whatever. It's, uh, I'm actually uh, just here training. Everyone else is shooting live. <laughs> <laughs> might be exactly that. Yeah. yeah, have to teach them somehow. And again, if you're but playing those impressive. sort of Spectre narrative missions, trying to get people out and stuff, yeah, yeah. you know, pull yeah. people out then. Things like that. The Rescue Under Fire is a, a lovely model. And again, another one for charity. charity. That's a lot for charity. It, it just seems like a, a, 
how many sculptors are there for these guys? Is it just the one guy? Or is it- I, I, I think a few, actually, I think. Yeah. But, uh, uh, the only one I keep seeing is Anton. I see him a lot. I don't I, know how I know, many others there are. I know Anton's done some, basically a lot of it, but then I think a few other people have stepped in as well. I think, I can't remember who exactly, but... Because uh, uh, it just really seems like they, they just really have fun with the sculpts. Yeah. Hmm. I think Anton is Flytrap Factory. I want to say I may be wrong. Someone can correct me, but I think he's done the comments. Well, don't we? (laughs) You are wrong immediately. I will comment now. (laughs) But yeah, getting ready to breach and clear. Very cool. Civilian. Oh, there's Ali J at the front. Support civilian. uh, (laughs) All the gold chains. Scumbags. (laughs) But they may have been. they may have been put out there to do riot testing on the place, so that's probably just another squad of police. Might or, be. or army. Yeah. I know they used to, I, friends who used to be squaddies, and uh, the Irish regiments often would get cast in riot gear, sort of, you know, to be the looters and the robbers that the other forces then had to test themselves against. Uh, and they really enjoyed that a lot it's like if we put a lot of stuff in these wheelie bins and charge the lines that'll break them open yeah let's do that <laughs> and then there's some but you see, you see undercover police yeah you see what I mean like I, I was talking about how like whenever you see a lot of these kind of like police miniatures or anything done in American things are always done as say based around the US uh, and yeah. that kind of thing whereas here you've got kind of how that would look if you were doing you know civilian art civilian dressed mm. um, coppers with yeah, all their tactical gear on top of it and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, you're you're undercover raid or whatever, where there's some guys closer to the action mm. uh, and then the SWAT team moving in behind. Nice. You can guarantee that every scenario would be a drug raid where you'd smash down the door, realize there's only one guy in the house, he's big and fat, and he can't get out of bed, and he just goes, <laughs> All right, what are you doing? <laughs> There are (laughs) a substantial amount of them playing close support. There's also the shameless, there's a, there's a shameless pair. (laughs) Mm. Very, very good. (laughs) But yeah, there's some of the, some of the more, this is some of the more recent stuff there, sort of authorized firearms officers and stuff. Very cool. Uh, Yeah. Isn't it weird how they have to do that in England, John? Yeah, they have to call up a special guy to come along with an MP5. (laughs) Our our police are all walking around with them. Yeah. It's the it's the Rick and Morty joke. Yeah, you know, it's the um, uh, we're we're gonna punch you if you don't, you know, let us do. It. I was like, okay, we'll let you do. Uh, has anyone got a gun? Yeah, it's on the way. <laughs> you know, like You've the, even uh, got a big red key. Yeah. Yeah. Big red key. They just need the like the the the, the, the buzz persuader. Yeah. The persuader. <laughs> mm. So yeah. yeah, so the blue light miniatures mostly UK based. Um, civilians and and uh, military and, and police as well, constabulary. Uh, Athlonica, I'll jump over to you before we go into the war fighters bit because I want to, sp- don't, don't, yeah, yeah, I, well, I do want, I want to spend ages here. Athlonica <laughs> is a um, island all of its own. Uh, this is the setting for us and it explains what's going on, how there was in 2030, which is where we are now uh how there had been uh sort of like a a rebellion uprising uh you've got partisan fighters which is where some of the the sort of armed civilians come from but then you've got the the main government forces now buying in technology and they're buying in old nato stock they're buying in stuff from great britain they're buying in stuff from israel 
which is why you can have those figures. And occasionally you'll see in like the photo galleries where somebody's painted them up instead of painting them in standard uh, Israeli pattern or, or, you know, the, the special ops and sort of the black, they paint them up in just a, a variety of sort of mercenary colors. Um, but there's a, the, the sort of the history there for Athlonica, there's a comprehensive breakdown of the units in the conflict with very in depth, yeah. their, their order of <laughs> battle, uh, the rank structure and patches. So when you're painting them up, you can get that as well. Um, and then the weaponry and equipment that they, they buy in and, and where it goes to and who is using it, um, which is, you know, shockingly, shockingly in depth for a little island just off the coast of Egypt in the Med um, that doesn't technically exist. But I, I love it. I love it so much when you're when you're doing a near future uh, what if or you know your own alternative alternative um, take on modern combat being able to go this is where it is this is what's happening uh, this is the, the lay of the land and what people are going to be equipped with means you can jump in and put together forces for it and have a, a cohesive theme running throughout it uh, right down to the the unit badges is is just utterly insane I love that attention to detail uh, you can even get your hands on maps of um, known bases in the area. Uh, so the AIF is the, the partisan force. Uh, it even breaks down all the major towns and cities uh, within the area that you might need to be going to, you know, with uh, substantial civilian populations in them. Uh, there's even where the HQs live, where some of the uh, units are actually based and uh i think it might be at the very end actually it even has a breakdown of the hubs for there we go religious practice in the area because so, of course you need to know that stuff yeah because you know then that the following um pogroms and, and the like the jewish population has been decimated so now there's like little tiny um the blue areas are, are sort of the the main settlement areas where they're still uh Jewish settlers uh, or Jewish uh, inhabitants. So if you're if you're basing your force then on that, you can have them in these specific yeah. places and tie it all into the narrative of your game. Um, yellow is mostly mountains. Nobody lives there, I assume. <laughs> or, or it's just, just or a lot of futuristic paragraphs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of no. YouTube atheists all live in the. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's true. Uh, and then the topography of the region as well. So, say you've got mountainist atheistic regions wow. trying to get closer to God. Um, <laughs> by the fact, you know he's not there. Topography with place markers. This little PDF so in depth. Of, of what Athalonica looks like really adds so much to the world that that they exist within um, yeah. if you are going to be playing it and then you are going to be pulling in the the units from the the range for it mm -hmm. um so athlonic out of the way we can have a wee look at uh, who's lurking around in the warfighter range so this is the more militaristic side of the conflict so where you're going to get your private contractors or police officers with uh Massive rifles. I used to just go there for fun. Look at that. Oh, that's awesome. Everybody loves a ghillie suit. You've got to. Especially the uh, Scottish gamekeepers. 
It's about the one thing I don't own. Well, we know what to get you for Christmas. Sort that out, John. <laughs> I don't know why they had such a large picture for only two models on the right-hand side. <laughs> but yeah, that's really nice. The fact that I think it's really well done. done I like to think that maybe that was just a regular miniature that was lying down the sniper rifle and they went, well, how do we make this into a goose? It's just layer green stuff. Over. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Fetch me all the Hessian strips in 28 mil. This contractor is the worst contractor for he apparently has a man bun. He's got man bun. <laughs> <Just saying. laughs> the hipster contractor. He's oh. the target. I'm here ironically. <laughs> <laughs> But again, the, the mercenaries, that blend of, like you were saying earlier with some of the other pieces, the the tactical equipment over the top of civilian clothing looks, stuff, yeah. looks really good. Everyone went to their He's local surplus store before joining up. Yeah. Okay. Look how happy he is. So happy. <laughs> it's uh, one of the things that was quite neat about this is that they have sort of, you know, Forces that are dedicated to sort of NATO or the Israeli forces and all that kind of stuff, and Britain and all that kind of thing. But I, I really liked the the mesh of different mm. mercenary groups in in there as well that you could tailor to however you wanted to use them on the tabletop, obviously. Um, but I just thought it was really nice because it means that you could put together some really interesting stories about that kind of stuff yeah. around the island because you know mercenaries will fight for the highest bidder but then you've always got those stories of mercenaries who turn good and all that kind of stuff so you can play around with the narrative you want to do and get a little bit of Hollywood or you could just be like proper on the nose and be like oh no 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 they'll just pay they'll just work for whoever pays really them the nice, most money so, really nice sniper team it's it a is a nice rendition sniper. of multicam and they're painted yeah <laughs> I'm looking at it going I still can't paint multicam <laughs> you know what I really want to see as far as snipers go watch Generation Kill I know you have John yeah remember that bit where Rudy is taking out uh, a couple of insurgents the with, RPG team. with the RPG and he's acting as spotter and he's practically lying on top with one yeah, around him so he can be as close in yep. to get the wind and yardage as possible. He's, like he's a like, really tight little unit. They're like shoulder to shoulder and he's like patting him when he's like telling him he's on target and stuff yep. and like literally whispering the wind corrections and stuff, even though like the target's what, 400, <laughs> 500 meters away? Yeah, yeah. It was really nice. And I haven't seen anybody actually represent that uh, in miniature form. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, we, we, well, we see a lot of sniper and spotter side by side, just lying, doing yeah. their own thing, but actually specifically sculpting them. The to one be, being a little bit more proactive kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, proper breach of time. Bre breach of time. I don't know. <laughs> breach of time. <laughs> does it creep in every so often, Ben? It does, yeah. <laughs> I my Brummy show. <laughs> Yeah. yeah again uh another charity figure so that's the ukraine one with uh vitaly i think manually had to blow a bridge because the um the demolition charges were I think, I think i briefly heard of that it was in the first couple of weeks or something yeah I think. and again beautiful figures mm. Long range reconnaissance patrol for Vietnam. I just love the the hand sculptedness of it all. Yeah, yeah. I think what it adds it? really nice element element of character to everything you see. It it's does. Very cool. Yeah. It doesn't need to be perfect because you've got so much character in the sculpt. Mm. 
These guys yeah. are straight out of platoon. <laughs> Aren't they though? Just need the one on the knees. Well, yeah. <laughs> Elias with the hands in the air. Yeah. I was on the on subject of Vietnam. I was reading this week about how amazing the Anzacs were when it came to Vietnam. I didn't realize the Australians were so seriously badass. The Australians have always <laughs> been like, badass. Yeah. I mean, this is what happens when you make a country out of criminals. <laughs> <laughs> they turn it. They turn into pretty damn good soldiers. There's yeah. more of our Athlonica independence front. I can't hear that and not uh, think of the Tutan Popular Front, which will mean nothing to all of you because you're all children. But I know somebody <laughs> old in the comments will be going, ah, yes. Wolfie Smith, <laughs> oh yeah. And another little set of them there. So these are the 28s, oh. uh, but there are also a set of 15s in the uh, Warfighter range as well. Is that Justin? Oh. Why is Justin cycling his weapon? <laughs> oh, I can't see Justin's head. No, that is. That is very. That is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's explains what happens to Justin whenever the uh, beard is on full. <laughs> and then I assume that's when he has to shave to stop himself from going completely ramble. Oh, I've just gone and become a mercenary again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful. But we'll. Hop into the 15 mil. Yeah. Oh. Just to uh, finish things off. Tiny. So, a smaller set of figures, but then at 15 mil, you're uh, not needing the, a ton of unique sculpts because the, the scale sort of kind of takes care of that itself. Again, good for Skirmish Sangin. So, that's the Royal Marines roster. I think there should be better pictures in the uh, actual thingy thing. We'll have a wee look. <laughs> I know this always confuses people whenever I open tons of windows, they get really annoyed. Somebody counted them one day when you've 27 windows open. Well, well, well done, me. Well done, me, and well done, my computer. Just means my computer can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really nice for 15 months. Yeah. Wow, absolutely. I like that they've added extra emphasis to the guns mm. so that they're, they're, they look slightly bigger than you'd expect. But I think it's really cool for kind of like immediately noticing what's what on the tabletop, which I think is quite nice. They don't look fragile. Yeah. yeah. And I think with 15s as well, you have to go for that overblown proportion mm. um, to get the Every, character uh, of the, the yeah. unit across as much as anything else. Everyone remembers the big heads of the Flames of Void uh, range. So. Well, I was going to go the other way. I remember the accurately proportioned models that Plastic Soldier Company released for 15 mil um. World War II. In fact, I own quite a lot of them. Uh, and most of the um, purchasing power of the internet went, no, they look ridiculous with their tiny heads. Oh, and then when okay. it was pointed out Make that they were heads. they were accurately proportioned to what a human is, uh, they went, we don't want that. We want the big head, big head, big head. Um, so they actually ended up changing their entire line. So they no longer do human wow. proportions and instead do a more that. caricatured version because oh. people expect it in 15 mil. And, um, and they're right, an accurate, accurately portrayed human at 15 mil has a head the size of a pin. No uh, it's, it's very difficult to get any sort of idea of character across on them. And we have some. You too can be waylaid by rocket launchers and have your <laughs> helicopter shot down. 
Yep. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm sure Rudy is on a hill somewhere right now scoping them. But the Afghan war band. Very nice. It's a lot of detail in it, isn't it? 15. Yeah, yeah. And the Afghan police. So, you know, Skimmer Sangan and Spec Ops are ideal for these. Yeah, covers all. Uh, covers quite a lot of different games that deal in this period and sort of, you know, sort of late nineties into early two thousands and all that kind of stuff as well. So, yeah. fifteen mil SWAT and tactical armor. You're either SWAT or you're not. Okay, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure that's a reference to something from somewhere. It's the film SWAT. <laughs> <laughs> I I grew up with films like Navy Seals with uh, tiger blood in it and uh, it was a whole other level of madness but yeah the 15 mil range like I say smaller but really really nice Yeah, Uh, good level of stuff on it Uh, before we disappear from Athlonica at its lovely shores they do have a little customer gallery where some people have dropped in uh, what they've been painting up and you can see things like uh, the 15 mils uh, or the 28s and even little dioramas. I just really like I really like this. I don't know what's going on where they've got full tactical gear on. <laughs> and then these two scumbags are sort of being stopped at the side of the road. I mean, things, things have gone bad somewhere. And I just imagine they're going, what's it to you, mister? <laughs> I ain't got anything, mate. That's yeah. just always been said. I like to think that... So some situation has happened, and then these two chaps just having a conversation with them. They're probably like talking about the football or something. Oh, that know. makes sense. <laughs> Amazing 9-0. Yeah. But yeah, so... They just walked it in. They really did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so really nice to see people's you know interpretations of some of the miniatures. And the range itself is uh, absolutely stunking and growing really all the time. But it's nice to, to see more of that either ultra modern, if you want to call it ultra modern or sort of um, near future, uh, because there there's so much potential there. Uh, and I know a lot of people got into gaming. Well, let me rephrase that. A lot of people got into modeling via historic models. So you pick up your Airfix Wellington bomber or whatever it happened to be. Um, but there's obviously that potential there where people are constantly seeing things on their TVs these days. Uh, so it's might be a good way of, of teaching a bit of the history uh, of what's currently happening or been happening recently, um, and also then exploring modeling there as well. So, yeah, really like Athlonica Wargaming. Lovely stuff. Well done, Ben. Really You're a legend. You get to live again for another week. <laughs> <laughs> live. Right, we shall take a quick swish, and when we come back, we'll be taking a look at what news has caught our eye over the last seven days. Coming to you from the centre of Northwestern Europe, covering board games, war games, card games, and all that sh- you love. It's the Muck News. <laughs> all right, we are back for the news, and we're going to be starting off with a host of uh, outpourings from Games Workshop then, Ben. They've been novering all over the place. They have. They have novered and they've novered hard. Um, so the uh, big first bit of news uh, concerns the grim, dark future of the 41st millennium. So we're going to be going there first. 
Um, as you might have imagined, I've put these guys front and centre. Right. So we're going to be talking about the leagues of Votan, who got to their full rising. reveal. <laughs> of course we are. Yes, yes, we are. They <laughs> uh, got their full reveal at Nova. Uh, so they got a brand new trailer that showed off all of the different miniatures uh, that are going to be coming to the tabletop. Um, all of these aren't necessarily going to arrive in the first wave of releases, but they are going to be the core of what you're going to be getting when you hit the tabletop with the leagues of Votan. Over the next six uh, months or so. I went a little bit Jeremy Vine there. That was weird. <laughs> you do you, son. You do you. Um, uh, it can, a lot of the stuff that we'd seen before popped up. Uh, so we saw some of the Chthonian berserkers there and stuff. But then we have the Iron Hyar as well here, rocking and kicking ass, the Iron Masters and that kind of stuff as well. Uh, it's a pretty nice trailer. I quite liked it, especially for seeing some of the artwork that was popping up as well. Um, but yes, we actually got a look at some of the miniatures too. So if you if you skip away from this wonderful video, yes, as nice as it is. I will. Um, we got, and this is the miniature set that I'm not so fussed about, but this is the Chthonian Berserk Mole Grenade Launcher. Um, sure. So this is going to get added in alongside your Berserks on the tabletop. The idea is that it's a grenade launcher that you fire into the ground and then it burrows to an air, a location and then explodes. Like so the old it, mole mortar that like Spots old, used to have. Yes, like a mole mortar, yeah. <laughs> uh, and as you can see, you've got a berserk there who's ready to fire some grenades and then behind them is their ironkin buddy who's carrying their axe for them. He looks very friendly, though, doesn't he? He, he doesn't does, look menacing yeah. at all. He looks like yeah. quite a polite little thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gee, you've blown up another guy. Oh. <laughs> Let me hold that for you. It's like the canteen hanging yes. off the end of the... Yeah. So that's one of their sort of mining pieces of mining kit that has oh, been turned sure. into something new. Uh, we also have the Brockier Iron Masters. Uh, so these are your... Well, you couldn't have a dwarven force in space without engineers in the mix. Uh, this is one of the Iron Masters that will be fixing vehicles around the tabletop, uh, kicking ass and taking names with all sorts of experimental weapons, and is then uh, um, joined by some of the Iron Kin there that aren't quite as intelligent as some of their other fellows with the legs and shears. Uh, mm -hmm. But instead, these ones are floating sort of mechanical helpers and all sorts of different things. As you can see, going down the route of um, sort of playing around with the idea of mining equipment also being used on the battlefield and all that kind of thing as well. So they've all been ad, uh, sort of given rigs and cables and all sorts of different things. That guy's got a very thought, good thought red what? extension cable, which is great. So yeah, <laughs> very handy, yeah. 100%. Uh, but I quite like the look of the Iron King. I think they're quite, kind of nice. I like that they've got kind of that off Adeptus Mechanicus feel to them, which I think is quite cool. So they've sort of stepped away from the designs a little bit and things. Or, well, I suppose actually the mechanics have stepped away from the designs that the squats probably came up with, which is probably the way it goes. Uh, and then you've got your Iron uh, Master there at the front as well with some kind of strange gun. <laughs> probably just a welding tool, oh, probably yeah, yeah, just yeah. souped up. So, so I was just yeah. looking at all of the optics on his yes. ass. Yeah. <laughs> and all I can think of is one of those things the optician puts in and goes yes. number one yeah. or number two <laughs> number just as it rotates <laughs> yeah. that's what he says as he's killing people yeah. yeah number one number two <laughs> uh we also got uh the grimnia as well which is as close as the um leagues of votan get to psychers within their midst um they don't well they have kind of barriers set up within their sort of well technologically and spiritually i suppose that kind of protect them from the warp which allows them to harness the psychic powers of uh, the other side um, sure. safely a little bit like putting spells in runes in warhammer fantasy battles who would have, thunk who would have thought can, it can i just say 
I'm glad to say GW have not done foot on rock for once. This is rock on foot. Floated up to meet his foot. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's really cool. I love the kind of Odin theme going on there with the kind of one eye, the mechanical oh, eye and God. stuff. Very nice. Just uh, getting and the closer staff's closer amazing. To Age of Sigmar. Yes. So, yeah. At some point they will blend together. I, I can see a lot of people doing Caradron Overlord and Leagues of Votan kit bashes between the two because you could do some amazing stuff with those floating um, Ironkin droids mm. and stuff. I think that'd be really nice. Uh, but yeah. Very Where's that coming there. from behind him? Is there a back? It's like a backpack with that. Yeah. Back yeah. Yeah. They all have those kind of like back banners kind of things set up. So, yeah. See where it was prow. sitting. Yeah, like Could, a prow. Yeah. Couldn't see where it was sitting on him, that's all. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that's your kind of like psychic spellcaster from the Grimdark future to play mm. around with. It's pretty cool. Uh, you also got the Einhir champion. Uh, so <laughs> this is going to be one of your slightly more super powered. Um, um, leaders that you throw into the mix when you're playing your games uh, comes in that hefty power armor that we've seen before uh, looking pretty cool um, what happens when you boil wash a space marine exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've not um, necessarily heard well I've not heard anyone sort of say that they don't like these I am mm. a bit on the fence about them I'm not sure about the shoulder pads I want to see what they look like if you don't put those big sort of ballistic defense sort of shoulder pads on the side um, just to see if the shoulders on, and the arms in general still look right. Uh, but I suppose we'll see. Uh, they have been described as living battering rams. So as you might imagine, they like going into combat. So there we go. Very it cool kinda, stuff. It kind of feels like the, the leagues of Votan are going to go down a similar way the Tau did. You know, you're either going to absolutely love them or you're absolutely never going to want to be anything I think, near them. I think that's the case. Yeah. It's very <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as well as the I'm here champion, we also got a look at the one of the special characters, or at least the special character is going to be in the codex to begin with, called Uthtar the Destined, um, who is a mighty um, Votanese warrior. I'm going to call him Votanese now. That's a thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so this is one of the special characters. Comes with the ancient blade that you see there, the blade of the ancients, which is his special weapon. A very craggy face. I was going to say, uh, yeah. he has the concept demiurge sketch yes. that we seen like a decade mm -hmm. ago mm -hmm. for Battlefleet Gothic. He Very has that cool. look of yeah. uh, the thing. Uh -huh. thing. He looks yeah. just like the thing. Yeah, it's Peter Morin. Ben Grimm. Yeah. Yeah. Grimm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he comes with uh, a bunch of different pieces in the kit so that will effectively allow you to make um, just a standard Khan if you want to as well. So if you want to lead the way with a, 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 a Khan instead. Oh, okay. um, Carl, sorry, I said it wrong. Yeah, I was I was thinking Star Trek too much, but there we go. Um, so yeah, so you can either have him as a special character or you can have him um, as just a regular old dude. Mm. Um, you've also got the big old vehicle that was revealed for them as well. So this is the Hecaton Land Fortress. Alas, it was not a land train as everyone was hoping it would be. Uh, but yes, <laughs> of everything, um, very much going for that kind of Martian moon buggy style mm. look that they've had for a lot of their vehicles which i guess kind of works quite nicely with the idea of them being sort of an expeditionary fleet heading out there and stuff like that it certainly puts their vehicles very uh, in a very different place aesthetically mm. from a lot of stuff that's out there where it's kind of got uh tones of the imperium and that kind of thing but also a little bit more alien in design as well uh, bringing it in line with a lot more of the curves and stuff that you see amongst uh, Xenos craft and things as well. So uh, it's an interesting vehicle. It'll be interesting. I'd like to see 
how this actually looks on a tabletop because you can you you often can't really tell for the, uh, from, from some of these pictures what it'll look like scale wise alongside everything else on the table. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's what cool. I'm struggling with at the minute is like yeah. the, the the image. I'm not keen on the image, but I know if I see the model, it'll probably change my mind on it. Yeah, uh, definitely one of those vehicles that you probably want to bring out the big old brush for, or get an airbrush. Yeah. Probably get an so airbrush. It's not a land train. <laughs> Was well, that a pair of magnets, right? The it front? does look a little bit like a, a land train now when you think. <laughs> There's your little buffers on the front. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was the big vehicle that was revealed as well. These are not all of these, but uh, some of these are going to be part of what's going to be the new army set for the Leagues of Votan that is going to be mm. available after the release of the Codex Chaos Demons, uh, which is uh, going to be hitting web stores this weekend, I think, the Chaos Demons Codex. Um, so this will allow you to uh, dive in and pick up all of these miniatures before the general release of the Leagues of Votan. Uh, it comes with, as you can see, there are two sets of the Hearthkin Warriors. You've got the sort of speeder bikes as well, and then you've got the two leader characters at the same time there. So you've got fast attack, two troop choices, and then two HQ. Um, kind of allows you to play sort of patrol size games or maybe get yourself started doing some crusade or something as they did on Warhammer TV um, this week as well. Uh, the box set will also come with a limited edition codex and a bunch of other bits and pieces in there as well. But as they said, and something that I should impress on everyone, you don't have to buy it now because it will all be available later unless you really, really want that uh, limited edition codex or you just really <laughs> want to be playing Leagues of Votan at the moment. I'm not just saying this so that there's one left for me. Uh, sure. There we go. <laughs> nobody in nobody in this believes you though. That's this is true. this is the second most important piece of news. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Finally. yeah. The corn berserkers after 20 plus years uh <laughs> without a good kit. Sorry, Croot. You've only <laughs> just got an update, I suppose. Uh, but now we have the dynamic and fluid <laughs> running motions. They are running. Born berserkers <laughs> who are charging forward into battle. Um, they have uh, been upscaled a little bit, so they'll match alongside a lot of the uh, new Cal Space Marines and the Primaris and that kind of stuff as well. They've kept a lot of their standard iconography that you'd imagine for corn, namely trim, all the trim, mm-hmm. and also those big horned helms as well that are very familiar to a lot of people. Alas, the weird green-eyed skull face is not there in its no. purest form <laughs> across the models, but there are still a couple of models who are wearing big masks with big teeth and everything set into them as well. Kind of, everything. kind of corny. Yeah. <laughs> well. um, yeah, this is going to be a new set that will come with a bunch of different weapons options. So you'll have plasma pistols and bolt pistols alongside your chain swords and chain axes, as well as double handed chain axes and chain swords as well. All for the new World Eaters Codex, which we know is coming later this autumn. So watch out for that. Um, I know a lot of people actually really like these. Um, so it'll be, uh, and I think they've been a long time coming as well. So <laughs> uh, it'll be, it's fun to see them finally hitting the tabletop once more. And uh, it'll be good to see what people do with them. And that guy in the middle, it, it, it looks a lot like Carl the Betrayer, even though he's not he, Carl the Betrayer. But he, <laughs> the, the guy in the the guy in the top right is Gabriel Sath. Yes, <laughs> it, is, it is Gabriel Sath's pose with Gabriel Sath's weapon. Yes, I have snuck in here. I may be a flesh terror, but <laughs> he's dead, so I mean, it doesn't matter. Wow, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just impressed that somebody other than a sister battle managed to put a 200 half onto a chainsaw. 
Yeah. Why is it taking uh, everybody else so long yeah. to catch up? <laughs> so yes, Corn Berserkers popping up uh, very, very soon. And then uh, a big one for um, Forge World fans and also those playing one okay. on the Horus Heresy. Ah. This, yes, John, be still your beating heart. This mm. is Horus Ascended, which Whoa. is the new uh, Forge World resin. Don't worry, there's no fine cast involved. Uh, version of Horus, uh, because they were like, hey, wait a minute. Horus looks a little bit too nice and normal in this one. He looks one too sculpt. loyal in the old he looks sculpt. looks too loyal, yes. <laughs> so they've designed this version of Horus when he has been taking heads, quite literally, uh, and strapping them to his armour and kicking ass and taking names. Uh, the wolf is a little bit more bedrag- bedraggled. Uh, he's in the pose, which suggests that he's storming through a bunch of space marines ripping into pieces. And the base, of course, is littered with bones and Damn. body parts. Salabanders. Yes. Uh, so he has been crushing things with his mighty mace and that lightning claw as well. Poor, so yeah, poor salamanders. <laughs> it's it's great to see Horus get a, get a resculpt like this because I think they they say in the article they based it on the the Horus they used for the animated trailer for yeah. Heresy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he just looked in that trailer just looked fantastic. He really did. And cool. you, he's so much bulkier and so much heavier in in his custom Terminator armor. So yeah, I'd thought. For my heresy army, I was going to be buying Horus, and now that I have, now that this one is on the table, I'm like, I'm buying Horus. Horus ascended, please. Yes, <laughs> please. I'll have to wait for everyone else to buy theirs. Of course, it's, this is going to sell out, and it'd yeah. be very hard to get for a while. So, so uh, one of the interesting things that uh, was also uh, somewhat of a sore point for one of our lovely community members is that they've said that they're going to uh, do, again, all of the Primarchs, Mm. (laughs) but in their height of the heresy form. Uh, Maybe that means some of them won't have any heads. Uh, uh, (laughs) Sanguinius will have a hole through his chest. uh, But uh, as one of our poor uh, community members was just coming to the end of their Forge World Primarch journey, they now suddenly have all of them to paint again, (laughs) if they so desire. But there we go. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking stuff. Uh, and this all comes out uh, around the same time as them announcing that the final book in the Siege of Terror, or at least the final set of books in the Siege of Terror are coming out. So finally, the maybe in the end. there will be a finality to the Horus Heresy book series and someone can actually go, oh, I can, I can fit out my library properly now. There Until is, they go, this actually has an end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Spoilers, Horace doesn't win. <laughs> or does he? But, yeah. dun, dun, dun. So yes, moving on from Warhammer 40,000, we also have some news from the mortal realms themselves. Um, so we got a little bit of a taste of destruction, a side of chaos as well, because you can't have a... Uh, a, a a live stream and a preview without some chaos in there as well. So uh, we got some knowledge that uh, a couple of new miniatures are going to be coming out for both the Ogre or Ogre, more tribes, and the uh, Behemoth, the uh, Sons of Behemoth as well. So the first of the miniatures uh, was the Blood Pelt Hunter, which was this was the teaser for, um, which is a new Hunter model, probably going to be a new character to include in your Ogre, more tribes, armies. It doesn't look like they're actually going to fully refresh the Ogre range at this point. I think they're just going to keep adding occasional miniatures in here and there. Um, the Blood Pelt Hunter, in much the same way as many of the mercenary Ogres of the old world, um, is 
the guy that you call up if you need some pests exterminated. And unlike most of his kin, he doesn't just eat all of his prey with gravy. Uh, he actually uses their body parts and turns them into useful things. So he uses the heads of strange lizards as a quiver for his arrows. Uh, and also he uses the furs of beasts that he's killed to keep him warm and all that kind of thing as well. Does he think the other members of whatever herd that is will well, think no, he's part yes. of the herd? Yes, I think that's probably what he's up. doing. Right. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm more interested in what yet. this is. Yeah, I don't. What is this? Is that, is that is that some sort of Drake? Is it part yeah. of lizard men? Is it something serpenty and unusual, and different? Yeah. We find to get new cold ones. But that's quite well. That's what's quite nice about whenever they do something new for the um, for Age of Sigmar in the mortal realms. That you tend to see something quirky and a bit weird that makes you go, "Oh, but how's that linked into the mortal realms?" Uh, it's why the soulbound RPG is so good because you start going, ah, so that's this kind of creature that lives here and stuff. And it starts to have a little bit more flavor to the world, which is always nice to see. Uh, but yeah, so there's a couple more details of what he's been up to, what he's been killing. Uh, you also got some new stuff coming for the Sons of Behemoth, who are going to be getting <coughs> themselves a new battle tome later this year as well. Both of these should be dropping sort of autumn, winter time. Um, this is King Brod who was mentioned during the Realmgate Wars back when Age of Sigmar first started out, uh, but he's now going to be coming back as a upgrade kit for the Mega Gargant kit <laughs> for Warhammer Age of Sigmar. Um, so you'll be able to take this and the Broad kit, smash them together and create yourself the King of the Giants uh, that you can try and steal from at the top of a beanstalk. Um, he also comes with those little tiny red impish creatures mm. uh, that are, that cower around their bodies and hide in the shade of their beards and all that kind of thing. Apparently, these are the chaps that make sure all their war paint looks good and look after all of their equipment, which I thought was quite an interesting thing. So, you know, og ogres have noblars. Uh, the sons of Behemoth have little tiny, creepy crimson imps. So there we go. Say little tiny. <laughs> I mean, they are sure. still fairly big. I suppose sure, yeah. Yeah. Like bigger than a goblin type. Well, of thing. yeah, actually, that's true. Yeah, I, I keep thinking of it as a twenty-eight mil model, but yeah. in actual fact, it's a huge piece because that's a tree that he's carrying. Mm. So there we go. Games. Yeah, he's also got um, a very easily identifiable fingerprint. Yes, he does. on that world pattern there. <laughs> He's also been wading in the water as well, because if you look at his feet, he's got terribly uh, um, uh, pruny toes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm. very bad. Man needs to lotion. Get out of the bath. Yeah. Moisturize. <laughs> so he's into something else, I think, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so some really fun little bits and pieces. They're, they're called creepers. That's what they're called. There you go. Creepers going to creep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's wearing the head of a dragon, which I think is amazing. That is very cool. Yeah. BS is really well done. Yes, it is. And as a lot of people have interestingly said, if you're going to be starting an Edge of Sigmar army, the Sons of Behemoth isn't necessarily a bad one to start with because you only probably have to buy about three models. And uh, as long as you're willing to paint big models, you're kind of done. So there we go. But yeah, uh, Moving on from Destruction, uh, we also have some more stuff for the Slaves to Darkness. Uh, so they're going to be getting a launch set. This isn't an army box, for whatever reason. Um, but they're going to be getting a new battle time later this year. And alongside that will be this box set that will allow you to pick up all of the new miniatures they're going to be working on. So we saw that the Chaos Warriors got a little bit of an update um, during the last edition of Age of Sigmar. Uh, but now we're getting a few more models thrown into the mix as well. Uh, so you've got the new Demon Prince that you see at the back there that um, we've seen in previous previews as well, uh, which is quite a nice model. Uh, it comes with options to make it undivided, but you can also go down the route of giving it a head and making it cornate, slaneshi, nergalified, or even sentient, if you prefer. 
which is very nice. You've also got the Ogroid Theradons, uh, which are the chaps on the right-hand side, uh, which are your sort of upgraded Ogroids that you find in uh, the world of the Mortal Realms. Uh, we saw the first one back in Silver Tower, and then at Warcry had one as well, mm. I think. Uh, but they've now been fully integrated into the Armies of Chaos on the tabletop. Pardon me. Oh, the, the Chaos people have made me all of a flutter. But there we go. Uh, we've also <laughs> then got the new Chaos Chosen miniatures as well, who, for the first time in a very long time, have been properly updated. Uh, and they actually look like they can kick your ass now, which is always nice to see. Uh, and uh, a very welcome addition alongside the updated Chaos Warriors that we saw. Mm. Uh, you can see a couple of the Chaos heads, actually. If you scroll down a little bit, you'll see some of the Demon Prince heads and stuff. So there we go. Oh, okay. That's the kind of stuff that we had to get uh, that's coming up as well. So, yeah, very nice. Uh, and then, to cap things off, because there's always one warband that gets snuck in there <laughs> during these previews, we got a new warband for Warhammer Underworlds. These are the God Chosen of Drom which sounds like an 80s movie. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't so, say it's very 80s. Yeah. It's very Temple of Doom, isn't it? Very it is, Temple yeah. of Doom. Yeah. Especially with that headdress, I think. Oh, non sure, <laughs> yeah. Uh, although they would take your heart and then eat it. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got, the, uh, you've got Brom there at the front, um, who is a priest model within the game, which allows him to cast incantations on the rest of his fellows. It's important that these are prayers that he's uttering, not spells, Otherwise, corn would kill him instantly. Uh, but yes, sure. <laughs> you have Brom there, who sort of stirs up the ire within his compatriots. And then you've got the Gore Hulk on the left there. Uh, he's going to be kicking ass and taking names, looking very cool. Got a big um, toilet seat. A big old toilet seat around his head. And uh, there's also a chap on the right there that I believe was seen in a previous game, perhaps. I can't mm. remember. Uh, but uh, that is your new set of Warhammer Underworlds models. You don't to play around, play around with. So yes, quite a lot of stuff there for one forty thousand and Warhammer Age of Sigma. Oh, we're done. There we go. <laughs> but hey, thanks guys so much for putting out on the week of our show. So fantastic. There we go. So. Miracles <laughs> can happen. Miracles can happen. Yeah, there we go. Uh, moving away from the world of Wamster and taking a look at some uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol. Yeah. So another small IP from a young upcomer. <laughs> They so yes, sentinoids. They do, yeah. So um, as a lot of folks will know, uh, not too long ago, well, actually a couple of years ago now, they released the X-Men, didn't they? Uh, yep. Which came out with a whole bunch of awesome miniatures about the X-Men and the Brotherhood of Mutants. Well, what do you need when mutants are running amok and trying to kill the president and all that kind of stuff? You need some sentinels. Yeah. In fact, you need some US government authorized sentinels. sentinels. Uh, so that's where these uh, step into the mix. These are the Mark IV sentinels. There are quite a few different marks of Sentinels, apparently, yeah. from looking on the old Marvel wiki. Uh, but these are going to be used to hunt down mutants on the tabletop uh, and incarcerate them, by which we mean kill them. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> uh, so these are going to be dropped into uh, people's collections very, very soon. Right. Um, they are, in terms of scale, so I saw a couple of scale comparisons online. They look to be about the size of Dormammu, which is one of their models from before. Right. So if you yeah. have Dormammu in your collection... It's about that big, so pretty tall. Uh, and just a little bit bigger than the Hulkbuster suit as well, which is one of the models that we've seen uh, from a couple of years ago now as well. So, yes, uh, a very cool set of um, Sentinels to pick up. I really, really hope 
that people step away from this strange, realistic looking paint scheme and instead paint them in the brightest pinks yes. and blues yes. to match the 90s cartoons. Because that's what you have to do. Solid colours. None of this sheens of metallics. We don't need dark and gritty. They're sentinels. I do like they've done it as a twin pack. Yes. I wasn't certain if they would or if they would go for singles. Um, I imagine price will probably reflect it. But look, look, there it is. There, look, all cartoonish. That's the right old cartoon versions, yeah. Ah, just do that. Yeah. So much better. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what way they behave on the tabletop as well. Because obviously with some of the big things we've seen from Marvel Crisis Protocol, um, you've had specific narrative Yeah, like Thanos. And like Thanos or like yeah. Hulk just going nuts. Um, so potentially being able to have a couple of sentinels just punching all around them, you know, it doesn't matter if you're an X-Man or a Brotherhood of Mutant member, uh, you're going to get reeled in and punched repeatedly in the face, uh, yep. by a sentinoid. Uh, they are going to come with a set of tactics cards in the set, as yep. all of these do, allowing you to kind of mix and match them in with whatever you, you have around. So I'm sure there will be interesting ways for you to use them both mm. in matched play and in something scenario based. Because I know that, um, you know, Thanos could actually be taken as part of a, a, a gang if you really wanted him to, but there we go. True. So, yeah. <laughs> it's much nicer to have how much do you? How much do you hate your opponent? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Paul. Hello, <laughs> oh, no, Paul's lovely. In I'll which case, have you both fight against the yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, it's definitely a way to do it. Um, it some of the more amusing stories um, in both the cartoons and comics were when you had to get team ups between the X-Men and Magneto and his friends to deal with a Sentinel threat. You know, somebody had gone out for a night in the town and accidentally bumped into mistake and they're about to have a fight. No, no, Sentinel. You know, how are we going to get out of this one? Well, teamwork. Team up. Teamwork. It's the way it goes. And the then, dream work. And then get Colossus to throw Wolverine at their heads. When yeah. all else fails. Yeah. Fast bottom. I really want someone to play out the first episode of X Men where with Jubilee, where she's in the uh, the shopping mall, and the Sentinels bust through the roof and start trying to find her and catch her and stuff like that. That'd be really cool. Even though Jubilee, yeah, but whatever. <laughs> <Or> Jubilee, <laughs> only sparkles. Worst. Right. <laughs> well, sticking with things from her youth, uh, but a very different take this time, Modifius and Gearbox. Yeah. Yeah. So, really an unexpected IP to head over, in all fairness. And in all fairness, if it was going to go anywhere, I presume it would have gone to somewhere like Modifius's. They've got Elder Scrolls and uh, Fallout, but they're Professor Turtles. So, Homeworld is going to be heading to the tabletop. So, as Jerry said, Bedifius and Gearbox are going to be bringing massive space fleet battles to the tabletop with Homeworld Fleet Command. So, when I say massive, I mean a lot of units. So, we'll be getting a miniature support game out of this one. So, they've promised an epic and intense fleet battles in under an hour, which I find quite interesting one whole hour so considering how many models and units you've got i'd be interested to see how that is possible so what we do know at the moment about the game is it's going to be making its debut on crowdfunding so don't know what platform it's going to yet but the set is going to be including 101 miniature plastic ships so that's 101 so there's mothership 
48 fighters, 24 corvettes, 24 bigots, two carriers, and two destroyers. So if you didn't want to stop there, there's going to be even more <laughs> ships in of the expansion. Um, <laughs> and then, as well as this, so you've got the expansion, 100, 100, and then you've got your 101 in the original. And what's even more mad is that you can combine boxes as well. So Modifius have said that if you do have two, you can push them together or you and a friend can push them together to create even bigger uh, space fleets. So it's it's not all just about pew, pew, pew in space. It's not just all about that. There is a campaign as well. There is campaign. So there's going to be a 10-part campaign and it's going to teach the basics of either a skirmish or an epic battle against storyline scenarios. So there's going to be a solo mode too, which is awesome. Ooh interesting feature and I'd like to know how that's possible as well so it's uh, really really cool there is a sign up announcement um, that is over on Modifius that's going to kind of drip feed you some news here and there about what's upcoming um, but all we know at the moment is what they've released and that it's coming to crowdfunding in November so oh, not too far away then not yeah. too far I do wonder where it is going to go in fairness but quite an interesting one i fascinated to see how things turn out i played the original i never played yes. the second um and i think there's, there's a new third. one coming as well Is yeah coming right next year yeah okay um so i don't know what two and three are like but the original obviously being an rts started more or less with you and your fleet out showing off your lovely new ship and then oh shy of surprise there's an attack and you have to essentially battle Star Galactica out of there with whatever you have that is now your world and you've got to find your new place to live without upsetting anybody else or um or being ruffle stumped by the fleet that already tore through you. So I imagine that would be the premise for the solo campaign. Mm-hmm. You you get kicked trying out your new ships and then have to flee um Flee the area, flee the city. Age of empires in space, really. Yeah, yeah. very much so. Um, but there were some beautiful ships in there. Uh, it was one of the one of the first sort of games that I started playing around uh, in the sci-fi thing that had that fully 3D. You could go all the way around, look at the ships in every orientation and go, oh, it looks so beautiful. My fleet looks gorgeous. And my fleet is a burning hulk in space. Oh, my God, run, <laughs> tiny fleet, run. <laughs> oh, do you know how much that costs to build? Oh, I hate you so much. What, what, what I quite liked about what they've announced is that it's going to be board-based, though. Yeah. So you're not going to have to worry about building a big table or anything like that. I like that it's uh, – so hopefully it's going to be – because obviously they're going to try and play this under an hour. You're probably going to have kind of oh, sector-based yeah. stuff, so there'll be zones that you'll move into and stuff rather than it being very incremental. And, yeah. Measured precisely. Stuff, so. No, it, it is going to be fascinating to see how mm. you handle it. Yeah. Because converting RTS to a tabletop game is fairly tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so obviously the whole the whole idea of resource gathering and all the rest lends itself to a board game much more so than a, a tabletop miniatures game. Um, but yeah, I look forward to seeing it. And if it turns out that the game itself doesn't work out because it's terrible, uh, that's Two massive fleets, four billion tons. Right? Yes, oh, yes exactly. you are correct. But bam, billion tons. It's all working out. The minute, the minute that was posted <laughs> by Modifius online, it immediately got spammed onto the billion tons fleet. I, I was bet. just like, fleets, coloured fleets. Look at these with all the little tiny fighters and shit. Yeah, uh, hopefully the game works as well because you know 
it's always terrible having to cannibalize a game just for their miniatures. Uh, mm. If you can get a game out of it Halo and Fleet use it in multiple things, yeah, then Fleet so battle, much yeah. the better. Halo yeah. ground command. <laughs> I wonder if uh, if yeah. one of the big motherships then will be the, the 101. That might be the case, yeah. yeah. They have released the mothership, so you might recognize it. I'm not sure. Uh... Sure, they have a picture out of it, so you may recognise uh, it. I'll, I'll have a look on ABS later on, mm-hmm. see what the Facebook groups do, because it will be there. It will be <laughs> there. But yeah, um, so taking a touch of the fantasy, then. Mm, yeah, so a couple more things. Conquesty. Yeah. So yeah, uh, a bunch more pre-orders coming up for Conquest uh, from Parabellum War Games. Uh, they've been moving a lot of their stuff over towards the plastic medium, as it were now, for you to use in your game. So it's a little bit nice to play around with when you're modeling and that kind of stuff as well. And also nice big 35 millimeter models in plastic is very good to see. So yes, this is one of the new leader characters that you need to think about before you pronounce uh, so this is the Volva character yep. that is going to be dropping into your games. Uh, <laughs> this is one of the Valkyries that has ascended to higher heights within the uh, Nord society, all be leading the way on the tabletop, spear in hand, uh, giving off those proper awesome Thea vibes, which I really nice about mm. them as well, not the singer. Um, and I also like that they've kind of gone with that really cool sort of Nordic mythology style feel to her headdress and design everything as well. Mm. So you've got that vibes of sort of Nordic priests and stuff going into there, which is always good to see. Um, but talking of the Volva and the uh, Valkyries, we also have the unit of Valkyries that's going to be landing on the tabletop soon as well, mm. again in plastic. Um, I actually really quite that's like really these. That's really nice, yeah. Yeah. I A lot of people said, oh, no, what the hell are you doing? These look too busy. I was like, be gone, foul knave. These are amazing. <laughs> so uh, I think they all look really fun, and I like that they feel like individuals as well. So you've got that kind of almost angelic warrior thing going on, like they've been called on by the gods <laughs> to come and save the soul of the, them, those below them. Uh, and I, because I've played God of War from 2018, mm. uh, I think the designs on these are phenomenal. Phenomenal, and I think they probably pitched a couple of ideas from them as well. I particularly like the uh, lady on the right-hand side with that full face, well, that sort of half yeah. face mask and the wings on the side. Looks amazing. Very, very cool. And another one of those things that's making me go, hey, why don't you collect Nords? Why don't mm. you play Conquest, Ben? Uh, so <laughs> I can only assume that people going, oh, they're too busy. <sighs> Haven't seen a single model from Parabellum at all then. Oh, yeah, probably. Th- because this is just their... Our design and, and sculpting <laughs> style yeah it's yeah. not like yeah, they've suddenly introduced not, this they're, they're not any more busy than well have you painted 40k recently well, exactly, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come on if you yeah. want busy models you can go over there and have a seizure yeah. <laughs> well, i think i think they're great yeah and i think when you're going up to that kind of scale you want to see more of that stuff built into the models of course when you're playing the game yeah so yes uh, as well as that the nord got some updated plastic models as well so the blooded has been updated mm. uh, so he's now rushing forward into combat uh, with his sword at the ready um again plenty of awesome kind of viking vibes going on there which as you'd imagine from the nords but then i really like that there's the additional kind of very conquest touches to the model as well so you've got the way that the armor is designed and all that kind of stuff that kind of gives it a little bit more of an archaic and fantasy feel which is always nice to see and uh, i think a really nice pose as well uh, a little bit more dynamic 
I meaning do. that it kind of fits really nicely with first blood and the skirmish war game and stuff as well. I prefer the the other pose for the blood. How dare you, John? You found knave. <laughs> the sword over the top of the head, about to yeah. cleave something. I mean, that is very cool. That yeah. is very this cool. this is um, hard plastic, though, isn't it? The, yes, this yeah. is, so this is like the, the, plastic, the, the new plastic one. Dwight Home character, they're they're changing over from resin to hard plastic. The resins the are board. great. I love the resins. The yeah. resins they are, are very nice. Stupidly good. <laughs> You may have to pick up the old blooded before you get before this one takes over, I suppose. But there we mm-hmm. go. Uh, but if you do have the old one, you can just pick up a new one, and then you've got two variants. You've got two, yeah. Uh, the bow chosen as well, which were one of my favourite units yeah, from when the Nord nice. got their update of uh, their second wave of stuff. Oh, I love these like proper cool Viking style hunters. Got the one there, the lady with the raven on her hand. Got those really awesome skull wolf masks with the sort of uh, bandanas around them as well. And people wearing the helmets and masks as well with the hoods up. Oh, amazing stuff. Really, really cool. All available in plastic now. Creeping out of the night. Yeah. Trying to scare people. (laughs) The Hundred Kingdoms wet themselves. Yeah. (laughs) And then to cap things off, uh, because I couldn't. Uh, not showing yeah, off. Uh, we have the uh, Dwegholm and their new whole rig, which is again a new plastic version. Wow! Uh, charging forward into battle, axe at the ready, ready to chop the head off a dragon that's not a dragon because they killed all the dragons. You have and put too much dwarf in this episode. I have this lot of dwarf. Space dwarfs no, and all. There is no <laughs> such thing as too much dwarf. <laughs> There might be there might be such a thing as too much dwarf. We right are me. small and stunted. We must be represented. <laughs> Just because they're smaller, you can fit more of them in a small space. Exactly. Yes. Doesn't mean you can just keep filling these weekenders out with them. I hear you and, not, John. And, and yes, he will do exactly that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, the, this is my own private shopping channel. The, uh, the whole ray is really, really nice. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think the resin one is is more static than that. It just holds. It the is axe, yes. It's got the axe to the side. Very, yeah. 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 So uh, it's nice to see that they've attempted to um, put a more bit dynamism. of motion and movement into them. Yeah. Again, yeah. very good for the skirmish game. Yeah. And if, if you are tempted by conquest, I would really recommend going to check out First Blood. The mm. rules are free, and you can buy little box sets that come with enough models for you to play the game for pretty darn cheap as well. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, you don't need a huge amount, um, and they've they've, they've put um, put some interesting army builds and mechanics in there to make it a hero with his force, essentially, rather than just a cut down version of uh, Last Argument. So, so it, like it has a, a a similar but different feel for the game. Mm. Yeah, right. Looking at Luke. Uh huh. They are gearing up for their releases that are coming out this month. Okay, so there's new, two new products coming into the fray for RPGers to completely indulge in. So this month we have got a new box of adventure and another giant book of bat mats. So increased in size with more maps that are book bound. So the first product that we've got there is their second box of adventure. And this is going to be giving players some more coastal setting stuff. So the new book is called Coast Dread and it's got a whole host of fantasy goodness inside. So you've got 24 different 11 by 17 inch maps, 300 plus tokens. So these are the slot out ones as well. And they include terrain, monsters, opponents, NPC and PC options. So 
everything you see can be kind of drawn on with the dry white, uh, wet white and be rubbed out with no bother, thanks to good old-fashioned laminating. But laminating. <laughs> um, and the maps and tokens have been themed up with the likes of rats and graveyards and uh, coastal villages. So pretty cool. Pirate. Zombie pirate, pretty cool wide span of different fantasy themes in there. So if you do buy this box as well, you're going to get yourself a code inside that is going to allow you to get everything on the digital side as well. So once you get this, you can actually use it to play uh, online with your friends as well. So yeah, second release is your another giant book. So inside we're getting a stack of 62 different maps in a 16.5 by 12 inch size a slight thin spiral bound up the middle um you can go from flying vehicles you can go desolate ruins or absolutely or you just your your static old uh, dungeon if you're looking for it so these are all being beautifully illustrated of course each double page as you can see and they've all been gridded too to make it pretty easy an arena with a camp an arena with a camp. Oh, it looks like a little circus tent in the corner, mm. doesn't it? it does, Bread and like circuses. the Hero Quest dungeon tiles as well. It's cool. It might be, uh, <laughs> that circus tent might be there for the Feywild D&D kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, but they've been gritty too as well, so that can help you do a bit of tracking. That's so cool. although they are out this month, they've said they're going to start shipping in September, which means this month, obviously. Mm. So we can expect them soon, but they are up for pre-order over on the local nice. Cool. Or if you can find them online. Like, oh, and oh. I know a lot of people don't just necessarily use these for role-playing games. They use them for their skirmish games and all sorts of things. I've seen people playing Rangers uh, of Shadow Deep on these, which is sort a really good idea. As well. yeah. A few other things. It's also nice that that's the third iteration of the fantasy books, and all three fantasy books have similar double-page spreads in them. So if yeah. you've got a forest, Continue. there's a forest in each one. There's dungeon in each one there's chapel blah 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 village which means if you've got any of the other books then you can use these to build up side by side and move them alongside so you can build up a larger mat uh, to play on if you're going to use miniatures incorrectly in games <laughs> did say oh a long time ago i think i mentioned the fact that um the designer matt has a Patreon where he does oh, yeah. like ridiculous six by fours and stuff with a group did of other people. Uh, I did ask about that. I don't know if I ever mentioned it on the show. I don't think um, you did. So the Patreon, if you look for Luke Battle Matt, but with two T's because it's his name on Patreon, you'll find that, the link which, is, in below. which is just something that he does for himself for his own amusement and because you could never physically produce any of this stuff but it's for his own games and stuff so whenever he's designing a ridiculous sized um mat or map or whatever you want to call it for Sorry. for his own gaming group uh that couldn't physically be produced um they tend to wind up there and there's a few other people who do similar sort of patrons who all sort of throw in um and do these oversized and, and insane uh, sort of looks at uh, tabletop gaming if you do that virtual thing as well. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> the digital thing, yeah. The digital thing, yeah. I'm that aware one, of it. Yeah. I, I just use a voice channel and I scribble things in front of me on uh, pieces <laughs> of paper. There's, there's, there's my last game. Nice. Um, so, looks out of the way. We have one last story there. Yes, yes, because it was a chock block week, but 
we have, we have come to the end, but I wanted to show off these because this is a new set, well, two new sets of plastic 28mm Arab infantry for use with Deus Vault and the like from the folks at Fireforge. Mm, for a little bit of Crescent Cross. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yes, uh, just a quick one with these because we only got a little bit of a sneak peek of what's going to be inside of them because they're going to be available later in the uh, year in November. But mm-hmm. this is the Berber Infantry, which come with swords, shields, and bows yep. you, uh, that allow you to make um, sort of archer regiments or just your standard infantry if you prefer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you also have the Black Guard there as well, which come with spears and shields, that classic look to the army yeah. as well on the tabletop and the sprues uh, come with a fair amount of stuff on them for you to be tinkering around with which is always nice to see I think each of the boxes makes about 24 soldiers 24 yeah mm-hmm. so you can either go down the route of uh, making it one larger regiment or you can split them down as well so if you picked up the Berber you could do 12 archers and 12 infantrymen if you wanted mm-hmm. or you could do you know a full regiment of either depending on what you would like to do yeah yeah uh, so, if yeah, you're, you're nice running stuff. your black guard as um, hearth guard and saga, you yeah. need them. In f- well, use them in fours, mm-hmm. uh, but obviously you can max them out at units of twelve, and then play around with it that way. I also uh, like that one of them has a book at the ready as well. To, uh, <laughs> just start, thinking that. <laughs> start uh, he's either diving into a little bit of Jane Austen on the <laughs> battlefield, or he's. Uh, I think that's unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> or he's reciting prayers and litanies to those in front of him it's, get them ready for battle yeah. so yeah certainly the way nice, to do it they're really nice I, the fireforge sculpts are excellent oh yeah especially They've done some historic re- stuff I think we should actually have a proper look at them as an indie I think going through some more mm. of their stuff if we haven't before people can tell us in the comments if we haven't done that already but I don't think we have I don't think we have they, I mean these these two plastic kits um, are in addition to they already have a range of resin arabs yep. mm-hmm uh, and a Saladin, because everyone was asking for Saladin. Yeah. He exists. Don't worry. Oh, he does. So, oh, yeah. very much so. Um, <laughs> yeah. Looking very, very tidy indeed. But yeah, the the weapon options are good. Uh, the sculpts are always excellent. Uh, One of the things casting is very good. I think yeah. the casting's still done by Renedra. Um, I think so. Hold me to that. One of the things I really like about these kits that they do is that they're they're designed with gamers in mind. Yeah. So they've done it so the bodies and the legs all together. You just got to stick whatever head and arms on and away you go. So if you're going to be building mass infantry armies, you've got everything you need to dive in and have fun with that without too much tinkering and, yeah. and all that jazz. And so, the, yeah. Despite the fact there are six bodies per sprue, you've got between eight and 10 heads, 10 there for the black guard, 10 plenty for the as well. So yeah, yeah. Plenty of options. So you're not going to have too much repetition uh, within yeah. a, a specific unit as well, which is always good. Mm-hmm. I may have to get some of these. I've got a, a small Islamic force for the Crusades from Futsor, um, but I could be tempted by more. <laughs> well, at the moment, it's mostly cavalry. Ah, well, there you go. Now you need the infantry. So now, I need the infantry, but I, I still need some um, Berber on camels as well uh, to, to complete the whole. Uh, that's whole next Fireforge. Yeah. Berber on camels. Yeah, actually, that's not a bad shout. Do that yeah. for me, and then that way I won't have to go looking because <laughs> I am, and this is very true, a notoriously lazy man, <laughs> um, which is somewhat you know, compensated by the fact that whenever I decide to look for something, I'll spend like five hours looking and I will find everybody who's produced <laughs> them. But it's getting me to the point where I start looking, and if you just go ahead and just do plastics now, that saves me so much. I'd buy at least one box. That's better to be worth the investment. No? Really? Potentially. Uh, 
If well, Bioforge don't sort you out, War Games Atlantic do it. Oh, well, that is very, very true. <laughs> there you go, Hudson. Give me camels. Give me camels and give me death. Right, that wraps us up for the news. We'll let you digest that, and we'll come back with a quick swish to wrap up the show. Okay, folks, we are back, and we're going to wrap up the show with a bit of 3D printing first. And then we're going to take a look at a couple of Kickstarters that have caught our eye. So, 3D printing is the sh is. Heard that, yeah. (laughs) Something about that. Mm. Where are we looking this week then, Ben? Uh, So, it's the start of a new month, and that means a new host of releases from Raging Heroes for Heroes Infinite. Uh, They have stepped away from the sci-fi this time around, and they've put together an amazing range for Arthurian Legends. Uh, So, if you wanted to dive in and play around with some awesome characters like Arthur, Merlin, Lancelot, the dastardly Lancelot, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Morgana, the Green Knight, the Lady of the Lake, that wet bint. <laughs> Moistened bint. Moistened Moist bint. bint. <laughs> we would have also accepted watery tart. <laughs> <laughs> there is a whole host of very, very cool STL files for you to download, get stuck into, print off, and use in your games. If you are someone who is playing one of those okay. system agnostic, well, miniature agnostic mm-hmm. style fantasy games out there you will definitely want to go and check this out because this is going to be perfect for those people who are putting together classically medieval fantasy armies on the tabletop but also uh these would be great for those people that are trying to put together really fun ninth age Mm. not bretonian armies for use on the tabletop as well Mm. because i think you've got a really nice section of very fun characters and troops and all sorts of different things for you to put into the mix for this and as is the case with everything that comes out from raging heroes everything is very dynamic and it has a really mm-hmm. cool style and feel to it uh, and will probably be pretty down different from everything else that you've got on the tabletop uh, when it comes to putting together armies and things like that so yes an absolutely astonishing range as you're seeing here in the trailer uh mm. I, I i i mean i think they speak for themselves really in most regards very much so. um, <laughs> I, th- I think if you've maybe oh, even if you've got some some Basilean armies getting ready for the tabletop. These would be great. Well, I love that. So, you could use the um, Order of the Brother Mark. I think yeah, the yeah. the people who joined Basilea to go for their... Uh, the Order of Brother Mark. Yeah, yes. Order of the Brother Mark, <laughs> or the Order of the Green Lady, if you want to lean on the, the more yeah. natural side of things and go full on creepy stuff and uh, water elementals and all of that. Exactly. Very cool stuff. Very good. I was things. Uh, I was particularly drawn. You can see a couple of the different uh, yeah. miniatures up close and personal here, rather than in a flashy trailer form. Mm. Uh, but yes, you've got some really fun new miniatures. I really quite like the, the mounted Lancelot. Though I kind of wish that the creature was lunging forwards as well. I think that'd be kind of cool. Posing blue steel, blue steel style. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think otherwise, I think the model's really nice. It's got some really nice dynamism to it. My favorite, and I think this is probably John's favorite as well. Is the Green Knight? It I is Green Knight. Oh yes. Maybe he's not landing. Maybe that thing is trying to buck him off. Oh, like maybe bucking Bronco. <laughs> yeah. that's, why they, that's why it's looking very, very perturbed. And it's noisy, yeah, yeah. And, and its ass end is up in the air. I know what you did to Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> Get off me. 
the lady the lake oh it's gorgeous I, I really want to see someone paint that in i, I think we saw fish. someone do yes poor fish fish in her hair uh, i really want to see someone do that in like a translucent uh, material oh, like we saw someone doing the project do you know before. do you know what i want clad in shimmering semite yes i want someone to do those those resin art pieces with her like actually oh, with the tip oh, of the sword yes. coming up through the, the surface yes. of the water. Oh, no, I the green knight is just it's stunning. Yeah. Mm. I don't like the mounted one as much as I like the on foot though. I actually prefer the on foot as well. As much as I do like the mountain, I don't think it does it justice. The horse, the horse is breaking its spine. Mm. What I quite like about the armor on the green knight is how it's done to mimic wood. I think yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. The moss on the blade and everything. Oh yes. Yeah. Like there's the, the, oh, the flow of the cape going forward. Yes. And with the, the sword back over his head like that, it just looks yeah. it's it very, looks like it should be. It's very back. anime or mm. manga where it's very harsh lines. It's not rippling flowing fabric. It's like yep. the, the cloak has gone forward like a, yeah. a sort of super detailed piece of animation. I also really like if you scroll up to Merlin, I like how they've got kind of pagan fey influence in there mm. along so they've kind of gone with that sort of more classically French interpretation of the knights and yeah. medieval Europe yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then there are still lots of those really nice fey nods in there to the kind of pagan like Morgana. roots and stuff like Morgana Le Fay with all the creepy trees around her, which things are really nice. And the Black Knight's very cool as well. So mm. yeah, a little bit of Mordred and stuff. And Sir Lancelot. I think I prefer Sir Lancelot with his helmet on. I, I think yeah, it's pretty cool. I agree. Yeah. Hide his face. Nobody, nobody hide hide his that. face, the dirty boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping with the Queen, how dare you? How very dare he. <laughs> uh, but as is the case with um, every one of the Heroes Infinite uh, releases over the months, uh, there will be both the sort of standard hero tier and then there's the Overlord tier as well. Uh, the, the sort of the basic pledge, as it were, mm. gives you access to uh, kind of all of the characters that you'd want and then a couple of individual unit choices. Mm -hmm. When you go to the Overlord tier, you start to unlock loads and loads more troops. Mm -hmm. so for example, you've got the Knights here and all that kind of stuff as well. And then because you're over on Heroes Infinite, you also get access to some special stuff. So in the past, we've seen things like goblins and strange little creatures. Uh, but in this one, you've got a, 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 an additional Knight mm. of the Realm riding forward as well. I think it's quite nice. But yeah. And instead of standard Pegasus, they're all demigriffs or griffins. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Which kind of remind me a little bit of the art that you see in the Illuminations in mm. uh, um, old manuscripts and stuff. So it's quite nice. But yeah, very cool. Stonking stuff. Nice really to is. see them breaking away from sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, they do a lot of things. I agree. Stuff, so, yeah. so, yeah. One of my favourite sets that they've done was last Halloween's one. John, you like that one as well, didn't you? Yeah. With the uh, fairy tales one. That was fun. Stuff, yeah. Fantasy, it was gorgeous. Um, and I really loved all of the, the gods, the, the gods. Uh, oh, yeah. Reputations cool. there. But like yeah, nice Greek bit of fantasy. And, uh, it's, where yeah. I, it's where I found them originally. Uh, mm. The Kunuzmark sisters for my Empire army. Back, back in the day when they cast things out of metal. Before the ones and zeros came in and took <laughs> things over. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Very nice stuff. Uh, I should also add as well that um, John put together another very cool uh, 3D printing vlog that went up this week. Mm -hmm. So if you've not watched that, make sure you go and check it out. Uh, it's a very good one because well, John can tell us all about it. But yes. yeah, it's, uh, yeah, go how, for it. <laughs> how, to, how to manage a, a larger 3D print. Um, it's just ridiculous the size of this, John. It is. It, it's absolutely stupid, but um, 
it was more just a I wanted to showcase how Raging Heroes did this model, but I also wanted to talk about how you actually manage a manage your, your time expectations and, and time limits with printing something this large as well. It did help that Raging Heroes modeling department did break it down into very manageable pieces. Nothing is too big for the, the print bed. You can always get multiple parts on each print bed. Like I know sometimes with like a free 3D file, you're really struggling to get certain parts on the beds, but at least they've taken into consideration that your your average um your average buy off the shelf 3D printer, mm. you know, the print bed's only that or something. You'll be able to handle something that yeah. huge. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, it's a very cool little video. If you want to go and check it out, make sure you go and uh, see, what, see what you think of it. Uh, I'll put the link in the show notes so you can go and watch it. And uh, yeah, maybe you'll be able to get your hands on a Arcadian Colossus yourself when it gets put out for retail potentially in the near future. And uh, yeah, go from there. Very cool. Awesome sauce. So there you go. If you'd like your Le Mort de Arthur style oh, of yes. Arthurian, uh, then that's definitely a way to go. Green Knight for the way. Yeah, get rid of that sword. Give him a big axe. He deserves a big axe. Like nature intended. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. Uh, Moving on then, have a quick look at a couple of Kickstarter campaigns. And we're going to be starting off with... Oh, something from company I don't think I've heard of before. I'm <laughs> fairly certain I've never been informed about this no. before. Uh, it's it's even ticking up as we watch it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Dragon Bean, we mentioned this a few weeks ago when the preview came out. In yeah. fact, I'll play that because that's just Johan's artwork scrolling past. It's really oh, nice. um, I just like beautiful. to see nice so, things. Yeah. Uh, it is a new edition of a 40-year-old fantasy game. Uh, started off as a generic uh, fantasy and then over time has become a bit more focused, uh, although it can be both, it can be played both ways. So if, if you don't want to use their world, uh, you can still build your own around it with the, the sort of standard fantasy tropes. But as is often the case, Free League are doing a ton of um, not just illustrations, but background world building behind us. There's a really nice map as well which is absolutely Amazing. gorgeous yeah. uh to build up the the dragon bane or dracker mm-hmm. uh version um which i'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because we have talked extensively in the past but it is a world that you can dip in uh, and build upon and one of the things that has made this so successful in Scandiweja is the fact that people have been playing this for 40 years, have been building their own stuff. There have been multiple editions with multiple game books and the like. Um, this gets you a, a sort of a starter set plus a ton of additional stretch goals that they've built in already um, where you can play, as they put it, with mirth and mayhem. Uh, and anybody who plays, um, none of my gaming groups have ever been super serious. Let's put it like that. You know, you, you start playing something very, very hardcore, and then within about 20 minutes, it becomes a carry-on version of such. It's just, it's just the people I play with. Why has um, he got a sword up his ass? <laughs> not pretty much. Yeah, like um, so with this RPG, you'll be able to get your hands on either a digital, a regular, or deluxe version. Um, 
that come with the the sort of the the core rulebook, the the player's yeah. guide, the map, uh, and stretch goal wise, there are also dice, things like standees. dice standees, yeah. maps, um, virtual tabletops have been unlocked, that sort of thing as well. Um, one of the fascinating things for me is the fact that they are opening up to third party content as well. Uh, so what they've said is anybody who's interested in writing their own books, adaptations, online sort of worlds or games for it, you can go ahead and do that completely free. That's wonderful. Um, all you need to do is they've got a little sort of set of rules, like you can't republish the entire rule set in your version of the book um, because then it, it, you know, it means this rule set is null and void. But you can do this, put a little logo on it, like the OSR style, uh, to let people know that it's it's compatible with uh, Dragonbane and go nuts from there. Uh, the game itself uses polyhedrals, but it uses the, the polys in a sort of fifth edition meets mutant year zero engine yeah. style. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because you have your standard dice rolling, but there's also still the push your luck mechanic from the year zero engine baked into it as well. You as want you to roll see, low as well. Yeah. <laughs> as you can see here, you've got a, a quick start guide that you can go and download that has a very a, good quick start guide yeah, yeah. It, it gives a really good basis for the actual mechanics itself plus the backgrounds and names of uh, a couple of npcs really tickled me or say npcs pre-generated characters at the end um look encumbrance you don't always have that in games you've got too much stuff that'll teach you uh but it's a beautiful piece of work already i imagine based on the other things Free League have done, by the end, there'll be a whole world built up around us, um, which will introduce this realm to a whole new generation in yeah. Scandiweja and outside Scandiweja, just a whole new player base because it's not anything I'd ever heard of. And I played Cronopia extensively and Cronopia was spawned from this game. And I knew Cronopia came from an <laughs> RPG, but I never realized it was from yeah, um, yeah. from from Dodd. Uh, but look at that. I mean, once again, smug racist elf. <laughs> aren't, aren't they always? It's the way they go. They are, yeah. It is. Uh, but, uh, you know. And ducks. Duck people. The that, manards, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, duck people come from the fact it comes out of RuneQuest and Glorantha originally. Um, and they kept that in and, and sort of expanded on it. So you can play off one of those angry feathered things in, in full on Daffy. They don't have or a high Donald. complex, no, no, not at all. No. <laughs> Anytime we ever see ducks in cartoons, Howard, Daffy, or Donald, they all seem to have raging tempers. So oh, no. <laughs> maybe maybe that's something that the, the ducks will have here as well. Uh, but yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous looking game already. The Quick reference, definitely go and download that because um, it will give you a real good idea. Even if you don't plan on backing this Kickstarter, it's funded. It doesn't matter if you don't want to back it right now. Yeah, because this there's also be, a, there's this a full adventure in it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but also the awesome. the fact that they've um, gone with very uh, Celtic naming for the NPCs. Uh, the NPCs in the bottom of this or in the they are at the bottom. Of this, oh, that's yeah. okay then. Uh, After the uh, the adventure. Yeah. Well, skip that. People don't want to see that because otherwise that will ruin it for people. Uh, but we have Aiden, <laughs> which is, you know, that's an Irish name right off the bat. Yeah. You mean it's not meant to be said 
Iodham. Iodham. Aiden. Yeah. Um, so little fire. He's a grumpy looking fella. Love it. Uh, and then there's Orla as well, another Irish name. Orla. I don't know if they've done it particularly, uh, but having Orla Moonsilver as another racist elf, uh, so that's all good. <laughs> but if people are interested in finding out more of this, uh, I've got a chance to sit down with three of the creative team, uh, a narrative fiction writer, uh, Johan, who's done all the art, and Thomas, who's worked on the game design. And that will be coming out uh, hopefully early next week. Uh, but just keep an eye on the channel and you'll be able to hear a lot more about um, Dragonbane or uh, Dracar Och Demoner. So so, good. Yeah, uh, yeah, so good. I, I, I don't think there's much more needs to be said. There are only really three pledge levels, digital, yeah. physical, or physical with fluffy upgraded stuff. stuff. So, And even then, that's only uh, $64, it says, because I've pledged for that one. That says, or sorry, sixty-four pounds, six seventy-five dollars, or uh, seven hundred ninetieth sec. But yeah, so there good are, for a start set. Yeah, great, right, yeah. <laughs> absolutely fantastic for a starter set. And they've been knocking down stretch goals like you wouldn't believe. In fact, I think they busted through all of the stretch goals on the initial page in an hour and a half, and then there was some waiting and tapping of fingers while they updated that. But stretch goals aren't what we're there for. Uh, I'm just there for the core game. So that's me. That's my two cents. Done, we're dusted. Back it. <laughs> don't, I don't care. I'm getting my copy. Yeah, I might do a little bit of a write-up on the, the rules as we know them as well, actually, just yeah. to give people an idea of what it's like. And hey. so, yeah, Definitely. We can definitely do that. I might, might ask um, Free League if they want to supply a GM for us. Uh, we could play a game. Ooh, that would be love nice. that. Even if it's Fancy. the quick start one that we play for. Oh, we? play ducks. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> the malads. And Gunnar, as far as yeah. the eye can see. <laughs> uh, but our second Kickstarter is mm. the Kinfire Chronicles. Yeah, so um, you might remember that we talked about this in the news a couple of months ago now, uh, mm. but Incredible Dream Studios have now bought the... Um, the, the project to Kickstarter. The trailer is amazing, I will say. <laughs> uh, so this is a game for one to four players that comes from uh, a design team that has worked on The Descent, uh, The Witcher 3, if you like your video games, and uh, also League of Legends, as well, which is pretty cool, and Arcane. <laughs> uh, but it's a cooperative game. Uh, I think you can see the influence from a lot of people in the art style and things that they're doing here. But yeah. yes, so this is a cooperative game where you're going to be playing as what are called Seekers uh, in the world of Atios. Mm -hmm. um, the game is spread over 20 plus hours worth of gameplay with each individual session broken down to about 45 to 60 minutes each. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to say standees. <laughs> oh boy, standees. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> uh, but the way that gameplay normally works is that you'll pick a quest that you're going to be going on it might be if it's part of the campaign and you obviously go in sequence you'll pick your campaign you'll unpack everything to do with it that might be a combat encounter or it might be something like a town visit or something like that and then what you will do is that you will have a, ha a deck of cards that will be appropriate to your character uh, and then you will um put all the tokens into the bag that are necessary for that particular scenario, as you can see some of them there, and then you will draw chits out of the bag and that will determine the initiative that you'll play out your turns in, which is pretty cool. I do like a little bit of a chits in the bag kind of thing. Very nice. Adds a little bit of mystery to it, uh, what you're doing on the tabletop. Um, 
on your turn, you'll play cards to do abilities. They will be very, very self-explanatory. There's a really good playthrough, actually. Well, actually, I think there's maybe two or three different parts now at the moment, but you can dive in and have a look, have fun with it. Uh, but uh, yeah, you draw the you play your card from your hand to do an ability, and then depending on the color of the card that you play, other people within your group can aid you in different ways. This might be. If you played a red card, that means that if someone else has a red card around you, they could boost you for more damage or they might be able to give you extra movement and all that kind of things. And so there's a really big focus on you working together in order to overcome your foes and other different scenarios at the tabletop, which I think is a really nice way of approaching different things. And I like that it's all sort of color-coded as well, I think, which is really cool. Um, so that means that you've immediately got a sort of like an eye on exactly what mm -hmm. you do. And you could obviously play this with open-hand information or you could play it with closed, whichever one you wanted to do, really, I suppose. But um, yeah, very, very cool-looking set of rules for this one. The other thing that's really nice about this is that, as I say, it's a full-on campaign. So you're not just going to be going from combat encounter to combat encounter. You'll actually be moving into towns and cities and also just interacting with NPCs on the road and that kind of stuff as you travel around. Uh, and as you do, you'll be flipping over cards that will have narrative choices for you to decide upon. Getting uh, drunk, so do you pickpocketing get people in town. Exactly. Yeah. That kind of stuff. How do you want to approach it? Adventure. Yeah. <laughs> adventure. Standard. Standard adventure, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so you'll be diving in and playing around with that as well. So you'll have some interesting moments, a little bit more downtime, as well as it being a proper full-on combat style affair on the tabletop. So I think what's really nice about it is that it, it, effect, it effectively plays like an adventure board game, like Descent or something like that that we've seen mm -hmm. in the past. But then it has really nice elements in there from role-playing games as well. So if you don't Very want nice. to necessarily set up and play a game with um, a, a proper role-playing game like D&D, &D, mm -hmm. or just someone doesn't fancy being the DM, uh, I think something like this is a really good way to approach uh, gaming with adventure-style um, affairs on the tabletop because, uh, yeah, it looks very, very cool indeed. They've got artists on board that have worked on things like The Witcher, which is very cool, as we said. Uh, they've come over from CD Projekt Red, which is pretty good pedigree. Yeah. Uh, and as you can see, the artwork for this is amazing. They've done really good work on the different characters and all the monsters and the maps and everything like that. And then, of course, because it's a big campaign game, there are lots and lots of secrets for you to explore and dive into as you go through as well. Um, so, yeah, a very cool-looking game for people to play uh, when it comes out later. Yeah, well, hopefully it is time, so. currently just one core box. There's not a, a, yes. a ton of spread of, you know, no, you, yes. you'll get you'll get 10 hours out of the core box, but then if you want the full thing, you're going to have to get 15 other expansions, which is good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's all sort of... Um, self-contained and, and yeah. fully realized within one box set so yeah i appreciate the other, that the other thing that was really nice i thought in terms of their stretch goals and where they went with the add-ons is their things that enhance the quality inherently, of yeah, the yeah. quality of life and, and and the basic game that you pick up so as you can see better tokens for fate uh upgraded cards slightly upgraded premium figurines and that kind of stuff as well audio but, narration uh, so you don't have audio. to waste you don't even say anything yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to i think it's quite nice sure you approve of that ben not <laughs> not having to read everything out of the table oh gosh yeah could you imagine oh wow right that's not gonna I'm, happen in your life i'm a celebrant adventure i'm just gonna leave it here and then you guys <laughs> <can> go <on. laughs> uh, but yeah it's definitely worth going over to check out the um, Kickstarter. They've done a breakdown of exactly why they wanted to bring this to Kickstarter and what mm. they hope to do. As you can see by a lot of the things they've done with the artwork, they've tried to create characters that are a little bit different from the norm. You won't see your kind of like standard humans and dwarves and that kind of thing. They've, they've played around it. So you've got kind of Duragar and Half-Orcs and all that kind of stuff, which is, I think, is really nice to see. And yeah, definitely watch the... Uh, 
yeah, uh, the playthrough videos play there. oh yeah. yes yeah so yeah if you are on the fence about the game those will certainly help you out i think so yeah very nice and it's it's an adventure board game without tons of plastic miniatures yeah. which is amazing so, who would have thought it was even possible these days who would have thought who they, would have those thought? little things are creepy they should all be swatted like bugs oh they're adorable yeah, nothing adorable I'd have one. 100 creep right there 18 days left for the kinfire chronicles as well so if you want to uh have a creepy hairy bug thing following you around all the time uh then you can do that do. in this game it's me <laughs> right folks that wraps us up for another week uh don't forget we will return for the xlbs on sunday morning our cult of games members can take a look at what we're up to and see what hobby we do when we're not entertaining you guys Okay. fantastic if you're not already a cultist you can join us for a 30-day free trial over on tabletop.com and if you want a chance to win that warhammer 40k kill team box don't forget to get your comments in below uh, send, otherwise uh, lloyd all the crew by the way just send yeah, him all the crew so he can get crew. really annoyed yeah just so, yeah. all the static crew. <laughs> take pictures of your static crew and uh, <laughs> hashtag and at Lloyd all over the yeah. place. Yeah. We shall be back for more of the same next week. And don't forget to keep your eye out for that interview with the guys from Free League. But until then, have a great week of gaming. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.